thank you. I, I know sometimes, um, as parents, let me talk to the parents first before we jump into this. Um, sometimes they come to this and they're like, oh, okay, yeah, the little kids thing is so cute, it's all fine, whatever. Don't forget that every time your young person sits in this room, that's how they feel about how you worship. Right? So it was a nice role reversal this morning for us. So this morning, we're going to continue in a series in Genesis that we've been doing, but again, I'm going to be doing this and I'm going to be talking to all our young people. So if you are under the age of 12 in this room, I want you to say, good morning! Oh, wow. Oh, that's not good. Watch this. I'm going to say it to the adults. Adults, say good morning. Good morning. All right, kids, under the age of 12, top it. Ready? Good morning. That was pretty good. I like it. I like it. So this morning, we're going to talk about the story that most of us know. It's the story of Jacob and Esau. And just to go back just a little bit, Isaac marries a girl named Rebecca, and she's going to have a baby. But then she finds out she's going to have not just a baby, she's going to have two babies. Is there anybody here who is a twin? Raise your hand if you are a twin. We got, we got a couple of twins in here. So that's the easiest way to grow up is as a twin. We all know that, right? <laughs> Even the non-twins disagreed with that one. And, and these twins, I know it may surprise you, they didn't get along very well. In fact, even before they were born, when they were still in their mommy's belly, it says that they were disagreeing and fighting and wrestling inside of Rebecca's belly. At some point, she cried out to God and said, why is this happening to me? Why? That's right. <laughs> and God says, listen, inside of your belly, there's two people. And when they grow up, they're going to be wrestling against each other an awful lot. And I want you to know something, though. As strange as this sounds... The oldest one is going to serve the youngest one. And that's completely different. Because in this day and age, in this country, in this time in history, the older one is the one who has something that's called the birthright. Okay, say birthright with me. Birthright. Say it again. Perfect. So the oldest one gets the birthright. What the birthright is, is a position. It, it means that when daddy dies... That older one who has the birthright, say birthright, he gets all of daddy's land, all of his money, all of his stuff. And so the older one's going to get, no, not all of it, gets most of it, I'm sorry, gets most of the land, money, and stuff. And, and for Isaac, his oldest child isn't just going to get all his land, money, and stuff. His oldest child is also going to get a special blessing from God. So time for the babies to be born it's a little strange because the first baby is born and that first baby gets the birthright oh some of you are paying attention let's try it again the first baby gets the birthright and the first baby's name is Esau say Esau you know what was weird about Esau Esau was red and hairy any of you know somebody who is super hairy? Raise your hand. Don't point. It's not polite. Okay, just, just wondering. So that first kid is born. He's going to get the birthright. All right, and his name is Esau. And he's super hairy. Ew. Let's go with ew. Now the second baby is born. The second baby is born, and, and his name is Jacob. Say Jacob. And you know why they named him Jacob. Because he was holding on to his older brother's heel when he was born, which is just kind of weird. 
right? So his name, Jacob, means the one who grabs the heel. So if your name is Jacob, we love you anyway. So the boys grow up, Jacob and Esau. Esau was the oldest one, so he got the birthright. Oh, come on, don't lose me. All right, birthright, good job, guys. I appreciate you. So Jacob and Esau grow up, and they become very different people. So Esau, they were already kind of different. Esau was super hairy. Jacob was very smooth. But as Esau grew up, he, he began enjoying the same things his daddy liked. So he loved to hunt. He loved to camp. He loved to be in the outdoors. He even smelled like the outdoors. Is that a good or a bad thing, you think? Yeah, I've been around some people too, I know. That's Esau. He loved to hunt. And, and because he loved to hunt and his daddy loved eating wild game, Isaac liked Esau more than he liked Jacob. Now, when Jacob grew up, he wasn't a hunter. Remember, he wasn't hairy either. He was smooth. He liked quiet things. He liked staying at home. And Rebecca liked Jacob more than he liked, she liked Esau. So moms and dads, sitting in the room, I want you to look at your children and tell them which one you like most. Go. Oh, no, no it's a little awkward, isn't it? A little strange. Can create some, some tension. So just for a moment, let me speak to moms and dads. As broken and messed up as that is, and we see it, please understand that your children will know that without you even telling them. So moms and dads, for that child who is different than you, and please hear me, different than you isn't a sin. Different than God is a sin. But different than you isn't a sin. So moms and dads, if you have that child who's just a little different than you, and it takes a little bit more work to, to learn the things that they love and to enjoy the things they enjoy, let me encourage you. It's your responsibility to build that bridge to your child, not your child's responsibility to build the bridge to you. Ephesians 6 tells us, fathers, do not provoke your children to wrath. One of the ways that we provoke our children to wrath is even though we don't speak our preferences or our favorite child over the other, they know because they see how we live. So moms and dads, it's your job. Now one day, Esau is out and he's hunting in the fields. Now, look at mom or dad or grandmom or grandpa or whoever you're here with, okay, and tell them what kind of animal you think Esau was hunting for in the field. Go ahead. Tell them who you, who you think. What kind of animal do you think they were hunting for? All right. All right. <laughs> okay. So it is exhausting to hunt all day. It is tiring to hunt all day. It takes a lot of work. And it seems like Esau probably forgot to pack his lunch. And so Esau comes home, and Jacob is at home, and he's making stew. And he has a specialty. It's red stew. And Esau comes crashing in. He's like, oh, that's, that smells so good. I am so hungry. Give me, give me some of the food. What are you making? What is it? And Jacob probably said, well, actually, I am making a beet compote with bolognese sauce and a little... And Esau came in and he's like, red stuff, it's red, it's red stuff, I'm hungry, give me the red stuff. And actually, if you read the, uh, the text, uh, the, the, the literal translation of that text is Esau runs in and he just says it twice in a row, red stuff, red stuff. 
tired. Jacob, just give me, give me whatever's in that bottle. I'm not going to make it. I'm starving to death here. And Jacob, being a little bit sneaky, says to Esau, I tell you what, I'll give you some of the red stuff, as you call it. If you will give me your birthright. <laughs> Nicely done. Well done, man. That's an A plus right there. Good. I will give you the red stuff if you give me your birthright. And Esau's like, birthright? <laughs> that one caught me by surprise, but well done. <laughs> uh, that thing's no good for me. I can't eat that. You can have it. It's no good to me. I just want red stuff. Give me the red stuff. Please give me the red stuff. And Jacob said, promise. Promise you'll give me your birthright. And Esau said, I promise. And Esau ate the red stuff, probably got indigestion from eating too quickly. And Jacob got the birthright. Now, remember, when God told Rebekah and, and Isaac that they were going to have twins, he made it abundantly clear to them. He said, the older one is going to serve the younger one. So Jacob didn't have to be so sneaky to, to get Esau to hand over his birthright. But he did. And he was sneaky. Jacob messed up. Jacob made his relationship with his brother Esau pretty bad, and we see that play out a little bit later. Isaac is getting older. Daddy is getting older. It says that he's having trouble seeing. He's getting close to dying and he calls Esau, his favorite son, in. And he says, I don't know how much time I have left, but I want to eat my favorite food. So Esau, go on a hunting trip and get me my favorite food. Now, a few minutes ago, I told you to tell your mom or dad or grandma or grandpa or whoever brought you what you think Esau was hunting for. So the answer that I heard the loudest is the answer I'm going to go with. It may not be accurate, but it's the one I heard. So Esau said, uh, sorry, Isaac said to Esau, go hunting for monkeys <laughs> and make me my favorite monkey dish. I don't know how long I have, but I long for monkey casserole, monkey a la mode, monkey with kale. Yes. How can you make monkey sound worse than it actually is? Put it with kale. <clears throat> he says, you bring me that food, we'll feast together, and I will pray that special blessing that we talked about at the very beginning. I will pray that special blessing on you. And so Esau runs out of the house, and he heads towards his hunting expedition. But Rebekah, whose favorite was Jacob, overheard. And Rebekah pulled Jacob aside and said, Jacob, listen, I, I just heard your dad. Your dad said that he's going to give his blessing to Esau. What I want you to do is go get two young goats from my, our herd. Bring them in. I'll make some food, some of your dad's favorite food, and we'll send you in. And you can pretend to be Esau because daddy's going blind anyway. He won't be able to see. And then he can pray his special blessing over you instead of over your brother Esau. But Jacob has some concerns. And rightly so. He says, Mom, first of all, Esau is a hairy dude. I'm smooth. Secondly, Esau smells funny. I smell nice. 
kids? Do you have a brother or a sister who smells funny? They're all they're like, yup, it's this one. Jacob knew Esau smelled funny because of what he did. He hunted all the time. He was outdoors all the time. He was all sweaty and gross, and he would get the blood of the animals that he was hunting on him. And so, and so I almost said the blood of the monkeys, but I don't want PETA showing up, so i got to be careful what I say. And this went a different direction. But, but he, so he smells funny, and, and Jacob says, Mom, Esau's hairy, I'm smooth. Jacob smells funny. I'm sorry, Esau smells funny. I smell good. Dad's going to figure this out for sure. And Mom says, oh, you're right. That's right, we shouldn't do this. Is that what Rebecca said? Oh, you can use more emotion than that. No! No, exactly. Rebecca said, I got this. Don't you worry about it. So she, she goes to Esau's closet and she gets some of his clothes and had, had Jacob wear them. And that way he smelled like Esau. And then she got some goat skin and she put it on his, his forearms on the back of his neck so that when, 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 when Isaac would reach up and touch Jacob, he would feel the hairy arms and the hairy neck. And, 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 and Isaac would say, well, this must certainly be my son Esau. And then she made the meal. Jacob walks into the room wearing Esau's clothes with goat skin on him, smelling kind of funky now. He walks in with a monkey a la mode, and he presents it to his dad, Isaac, and Isaac says, who, who are you? Because he can't see. Who, who are you? And Jacob says, <coughs> it's me, Esau. Dad says, well, it doesn't sound like Esau at all. Wait, Esau? How were you able to catch some monkeys so fast? Because um, uh, God, 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 God blessed me. That's why God, God blessed me. Uh huh. But my boy, why don't you come here? Let me, let me make sure it's Esau. And Jacob moves towards his dad. Isaac reached up and touched the hair of the goats on his arms. The hair of the goats. The voice sounds like Jacob. Feels like Esau. Let's eat the food together. And so Isaac and Jacob eat the food all the time. Isaac thinks that Esau's in the room with him, and they, they eat the food, and the food is delicious, and, and, and he devours it. And then Jacob comes near him, and Isaac grabs him for a hug and a kiss. And when he does that, he smells Esau's clothes. And he says, This is definitely Esau. And so he prays the prayer of special blessing over Jacob. Jacob had deceived not just Esau, but he deceived his dad. And let me read to you, out of Genesis 27, what happens next. Listen to this. As soon as Isaac had finished blessing Jacob, and almost before Jacob had left his father, Esau returned from his hunt. Esau prepared the delicious meal, and he brought it to his father, and he said, Sit up, Dad. Eat my wild game so you can give me your blessing. But Isaac asked him, wait, who are you? Esau said, I I'm your firstborn son. Uh, it's me. It's, it's Esau. And Isaac began to shake uncontrollably and said, then, 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 then who, who just served me wild game? I've already eaten it, and I blessed him just before you came, and, and that blessing has to stand. When Esau heard his daddy's words, he let out a loud, uh, bitter cry, Dad, what about me? Bless me too. But Isaac said, no, your brother was here. He tricked me. He's taken away your blessing. Esau said, no wonder his name is Jacob, heel grabber. 
which also means deceiver. For now he has cheated me twice. He took my rights as the firstborn, and now he has stolen my blessing. From that time on, Esau hated Jacob because their father had given Jacob the blessing. And Esau began to scheme, I will find a way to kill my brother Jacob. Now listen, when you listen to that story, when you hear that story, don't you start to feel bad for Esau? I mean, he had everything taken away from him, including his birthright. I knew that was going to be a little quieter. He had everything taken away from him, even his birthright. Doesn't it make you mad at Jacob for being so skeevy and conniving and, and, and tricking? And, and so when we, when we read these things, we're like, man, I wish Esau would, would win. We wish Esau would do something heroic and amazing and somehow earn that blessing back, right? But God's trying to teach us a, a lesson in this story. So I want you to repeat this after me. We all mess up. We all mess up. God wants to teach us we all mess up. Good job. I wanted to see if you would do it. I was just curious. But see, here's the problem. The, the, the Bible continues to tell us over and over again that every single one of us mess up. Every single one of us mess up. And what the Bible calls that is sin. And, and when he tells us this story, he's saying, look, y'all, y'all mess up. You all sin and i mean every single one of us so young people what i want you to do right now where you are sitting is just look around you and every person you lay your eyes on is just like you somebody who sins and make sure please make sure look up here because i do it an awful lot we all sin we all mess up and god's trying to teach us that even though we mess up, even though we all sin, God doesn't give up on us. When, when we mess up, when we sin, it causes us to remember that we need God's forgiveness. And we can have God's forgiveness, not because of how good we are. We can have God's forgiveness because of how good he is. And that's the story of Jacob and Esau. Now in a moment, I'm going to pray. And after I pray, I found this great video that tells the story of Jacob and Esau way better than I could have told it. And I could have just shown the video, but then I would have been jealous. So I will just show this video to help remind each and every one of us of all the points of the story of, of Jacob and Esau. And then the worship team will come and we'll sing another song together. All right, let's pray. Father, thank you for Vacation Bible School. Thank you for the, the holy and, and pure and wonderful wiggles in this room right now. We are so thankful that you have given us life as a people. We are so thankful that you are true to your promise, telling us that your church will never fall. Your church will never be withstood against. Your church will go on and on and on because Jesus Christ is the head of our church. So Father, I thank you for the hope that we have in hearing the little voices with us today. I thank you that Jesus Christ died for the sins of each and every one of us. From the youngest to the oldest. From the ones who think they're the best to the ones who think they're the worst. Thank you that even though we are all sinners, we have the hope of the forgiveness that you give to us through Jesus Christ. It's in his wonderful and matchless name I pray. Amen.